Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess. We are um, dealing with uh, talking about the Bon Jesus Basilica in Goa and how it is a Jewish synagogue or Beth Din. Uh, like I mentioned, I've been researching this for a while because of the fact that this is very personal to me. Uh, I'm of Goan descent and... Um, it, it was emotional to come to this conclusion. Um, we're going to continue where we left off with the Bon Jesus Basilica. Um, I hope you have a paper and pen written down because we have a lot of information you can take down. And, um, and we'll go through it slowly as the best possible way we can. So to foster the point of view that I put forward in the previous chapter, um, I researched Goan towns and villages ending with IM. Okay. Um, the reason I did this is that um, IM is a Portuguese, sorry, IM is a Hebrew word. Uh, IM is a Hebrew suffix which signifies plural or duality or multiples of something. So you have tangem. Uh, Ponjim, uh, Panjim in English, ending in IM. Whenever you see the word IM, you you will know that it's either an Aramaic or um, or Hebrew suffix that the word originates in. It has some Hebrew connotation. IM means plural. Okay. If you go to Goa, there are plenty of towns with IM. So, just to be added to the name of the town with an ending IM meant the total town, the town had Hebrew ancestry. Most likely given at the time when the ethnic balance of the ground was predominantly of a Hebrew majority. It would be to tell a story of something or a town or village which was known for in for its multiples or plenty of something. One could say that IM also exists in the Portuguese language. However, Portuguese is also mixed with Hebrew for all Israelites who lived on the Iberian Peninsula before and after the Islamic invasion were then converted to Christianity and their language became then part of the Portuguese language. We know a huge percentage of Moors were converted to Christianity. Many Moors also fled to Goa after the Inquisition of Portugal, as they had they knew they would find a safe haven with the Hebrews on, in Goa and the on the Western India coast. So all they did was eventually convert the local Hebrews and kept the rest of the culture intact, which is something that all empires do. So in here it is in no particular order, towns in Goa that end with im that's a hebrew suffix uh, panjim kendolim gurim bicholim dargalim dargalim um, morjim agasaim as azosim batim siolim porvari bambolim karomblin poingamim chichalim dabolim ambalim ambelim benaulim beta betim karmulim Kavisim, Karvorim, Neturlim, Bangumim, Ambarim, Kanchim, Gandulim, Goltim, Golim, Gotim, Mekurim, sorry, I can't pronounce that, Navilim, Penelim, Talaulim, Borim, Kundaim, Marakim, Kurim, Telaulim, 
Ozorim, Kerim, Sankelim. Vine Guinim, Calvim, Camurlim, Gurim. Olaulim, Sirkaim, Tivim, Ukasaim. So these are some of the just few towns in Goa and villages that ha have a Hebrew suffix. That's a lot. Can you imagine that all these towns had at one time a Hebrew majority? Um, the Hebrews were spread out all over Goa. And this is a very important point of view. Um, now, we've also talked, just to give you some context, we've also talked the word Hadalit. Dalit is very Hebrew. We have spoken, had two chapters on this. And Dalit is said to be Hindi, uh, Hindic, but it's not Hindic, it's Hebrew. Uh, a term that's synonymous with Indian lower caste, poor people at the lowest rung of the ladder. However, Dalit is a Hebrew word. Uh, is that a coincidence? No. So you have the Hebrew language, Hebrew uh, towns, languages. You have Mikwes along the Indian coast, especially in Goa. That tells you a big story that there was the influx of Hebrew people who fled uh, the Levant and sought refuge in the Indian subcontinent. A lot of us on the Indian subcontinent have Hebrew ancestry. That means, in my opinion, every single person on the Indian subcontinent has some Hebrew ancestry somewhere up the line because all of us come to a land through currents and waves, and that's important to note. Now, who were the Portuguese? They are Latin Catholics. The Iberian Peninsula was occupied in parts by Islam in the 18th century to the 14th century, thereby influenced by the feudal Islamic power-centric mentality without any doubt. Violence, subjugation, subservience. Islam likes to say that this was their golden age. Look more closely and you will see turbulence. Islam likes to um, would have these people would have succumbed to the corruption on the inside, rebellions, and finally expulsions. However, not to forget, Christianity is another Arab geopolitical cousin of Islam. Two empires that wanted to secure their financial and territorial interests and fought tooth and nail while pointing the fingers at others to justify their transgressions. Um, and upgrade their financial value. They carried on an original conflict of the schism within the kingdom of Israel, spawned a spin-off from the laws of Moses and Hebrew culture, and took their conflict to foreign shores. Uh, after more or less seven centuries of Islamic rule, in part, Arab Christian feudal mentality now firmly in entrenched in their DNA, they set out over the seas to secure new trade routes, just ensuring their financial future. The Ottomans had taken over the Byzantine Empire and now controlled the seas. The schism in, in Christianity meant that the Orthodox Church, who had strained relations with the Latin Church, preferred to collaborate with the sultans of the Ottoman Empire rather than the former. The Europeans were trading with the Indian subcontinent for spices, especially pepper, gold, jewels, and perfumes, while China, they traded silk uh, over the Silk Route way before Christianity and Islam came to the scene. The Arabs would go between the spices purchased from the South Asians. Um, they also traded in gold and perfumes. 
they would take it right up to the Middle Eastern cities along the Mediterranean coast, sell it to the Europeans who could sell it to the citizens of Europe. All this changed when the Ottomans took over the Byzantine Empire, thus closing the trade routes to Europeans to monopolize the trade. Uh, they began to make their journey around the African continent to reach what is my ancestral state of Goa and other ports on the western coast. On the other side, of, they reached the New World, what we call the Americas today, around the Cape of Good Hope. And on reaching Goa, they, their escapades against the native Assyrian community who were not integrated into human society or even Hebrews set the tone for 451 years of Portuguese control of the Goan territory until 19th of December 1961. Uh, history, uh, where um, history says that the Indian armed forces liberated the state of Goa. Um, the collaboration between the Indians, Indian armed forces, and the locals on the ground brought us victory, and today Goa is part of, of, of the Indian territory. History is their history, however. Portuguese history is now uh, our history. Hebrew history is now our history. Their culture now our culture. We have to acknowledge both sides of the divide to try and understand the past and make our peace. It is important to say that I am not here to put the Portuguese down. I'm here just to understand history and, and offload the trauma and, and put the pieces together. So absolutely, um, I'm not here for the Portuguese uh, to bring down the Portuguese at all. Uh, my point of view here um, is the Basilica de Bon Jesus. So I have said very clearly that um, the Basilica de Bon Jesus is a bet din. It is not um, a church. The time taken to build this basilica was 11 years um, and if you remove four years of months four months of monsoons you'll get only eight months which makes it about seven and a half years there's no way possible that can be done in seven and a half years and so uh, there was definitely something beside that that was there before opposite the basilica the bon jesus is a say cathedral where it's two and a half times bigger but but um it did not take as much time. It took four four times more to build and four times less to build uh, the Basilica de Bon Jesus. And so there is something here that was that was standing um, prior to the Basilica being built or rebranded. Now, something very important is that you see support. Uh, when you go to the Basilica de Bon Jesus, you see on the outside of the church, you see uh, a sort of... Um, uh, architecture with support beams supporting the main cylindrical structure okay we think that it's it's uh, it's portuguese architecture it's uh, renaissance architecture but it's not every time you see support beams on the outside of the ch of, of of a structure so you see on the left and the right hand side of the main cylindrical aisle uh, on the on the on the external side support beams you know that those support beams were added at a later date to hold an existing structure so they add those beams make sure strengthen the structure strengthen the foundation and then they can even build on the top so they add another floor on the top or they add a facade but they have to strengthen the building to do that now it's not architecture it's 
additional uh, structural reform to use an existing structure rather than bring it down. If you go to Europe and you see any structure with support beams on the outside, very much like the Notre Dame Cathedral, um, you will uh, be guaranteed that there was something there prior, which is exactly the case of the Notre Dame Cathedral. You go anywhere in Goa and you see support beams on the outside of a church, you know there was something there before. They did not bring down the previous structure, they just rebranded it and built on top of this. So that's the case of um, the Basilica de Bon Jesus. Um, again, I'm going to just state that it is situated near the uh, the it is situated near the St. Augustine ruins, which we find a mikwe. If there's a mikwe, that means there was a Hebrew community there. If there was a Hebrew community, that means there were rabbis. If they were rabbis, for sure there was a, a, a court. And a court in, in, um, in, um, in, in ancient times was called a bet din. And a bet din in Roman times in Latin is called a basilica. Is it a coincidence? No, it's not a coincidence that this basilica is near the St. Augustine Church because I do believe that this basilica at one time was a Hebrew synagogue or, or bet din. And it was here that the uh, Inquisition of Portugal took place, the Portuguese Inquisition in Goa. You ask, why does a huge uh, saint called um, uh, Saint Francis Xavier um, exposed um, in in this in this church? Why is he put in this church in Basilica? Why not the opposite, the the cathedral opposite? So the opposite of uh, across the um, the road from the basilica is another huge cathedral, the Say Cathedral, like I mentioned. Uh, this Say Cathedral is. To two and a half times bigger and much more beautiful than the um, than the uh, basilica. So why was his nabali not put there and uh, put for uh, viewing in the Saint Cathedral if it was so important? Why not? Uh, why not the Saint Cathedral? It is ridiculous. Firstly, you have two huge monuments, churches or basilicas across each other, which is absolutely ridiculous. You wouldn't have that uh, even for back in the days. Um, and and you have these two cathedrals, and he's such a huge saint called the Saint Francis Xavier is now opposite in in the smaller basilica, not in the bigger cathedral. Well, there's only one reason. Saint Francis Xavier was said to be someone who promoted the Inquisition. He wanted the Inquisition to happen. Now, when it did happen, he died. Uh, he was dead and gone, um, but his body was brought back to. The, the basilica. Why? Because an inquisition is like a court martial. So you have a court martial where people are taken to court and, and they are judged as being against the, the empire. That in court, okay, if this was a Hebrew area, they would have used the structure and the infrastructure on the ground. That court was the Bet Din. The Bedin was then converted to a basilica, which is a court in Roman times. And this court, the basilica, now that time has passed and, and all the Hebrews have gone, have been, has been quietly converted into a church. So basically, when we go there, we are praying 
on the grounds, on the blood of our ancestors who were butchered and who were who were murdered and tortured uh, by the Portuguese Empire, and we're praying to that those people, um, praying to the court in the same land that once had the blood of our ancestors, and apparently the bones of those who were uh, court-martialed in the Portuguese Inquisition were put in a well and buried at the bottom of a well uh, somewhere on the grounds of the state cathedral. Now, I don't know how much that is true, but this is what I've heard. So after 450 years, I think it's time to open this, the Basilica de Bon Jesus and get the archaeologists going down there to verify and verify the well. My ancestors may not have been the most perfect people on the planet, but I guarantee you after 450 years, I think they've served their time. And I think it's time to get out their bones, get out the bones of the well and, and, and make up peace and give them a decent burial because they would not have got that burial. Uh, they were tortured and butchered and, and thrown there. And um, it is important also for historical reasons to see, understand those bones and the state they're in through the state that we find them into pathology tests, we can then trace back what exactly happened to them, how they died, what was the trauma they suffered, because we are cyclic, we are currents and waves. Those currents keep, the waves don't stop, they st keep forming the waves and the waves will come and the waves will continue creating the same trauma and history will repeat itself because we're cyclic. What goes up Let's go down. So we're going, this trauma, this genocide is going to happen again on the Indian subcontinent. It's going to happen on the Indian Goan coast because the, the church did exactly the same thing to the Portuguese, to the locals. And now the church is on its way out. And the locals who are tired of the church and whose anger and trauma has no nose bound, knows no bound, will come back to take its place because water finds its own level. The waves will come back in its totality. The waves never stop. So it's important to have this conversation. It's important to save, spread the news. Im important to talk to people, to your elected representatives. Please talk to them. Please send them an email or get them to listen to this podcast and 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 asked if them if they can debate the subject uh also talk to them and say whether they would like to send the ASI or the archaeological survey of India to the basilica to introspect to verify because we need to get out the past we need to understand it we need to make our peace whichever side we're on this is not about sides this is about history this is about make, making sure that the past does not repeat itself and the currents do not form its waves and we can prevent an another genocide we can prevent another inquisition happening and we can finally get together make our peace and move on and heal um, and not be redundant or uh, vulnerable to the trauma of the past which is holding us behind uh, i don't know if if the church obviously is going to let anyone verify the Bon Jesus Basilica, but I want you to keep this podcast in mind, this this topic in mind. Spread the news with your friends. Have the have the conversation. One day, one generation has to get get out there and open the Basilica. It is important to me. It is important to my ancestors. I want peace for them. I want them to have a um, 
a, um, a decent burial and I want them, whoever they were, to find out what happened and so that we could heal and move on. So it is important for me that Basilica is not a church. I am an ex-Christian. Uh, it is a Hebrew synagogue or Hebrew Beddin. Uh, thank you so much for listening to me. I hope you've taken down notes. You can go back and verify these two podcasts and um, talk to as much as people as you can to spread the news and spread the message. Thank you so much for your time. You have yourself a great day and peace uh, to one and all.